Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, you might want to turn down something in the background. I'm hearing something. Sorry? I was hearing something in the background. Okay, there is nothing now. Okay, so this is Family Electric Ghost. Uh, we do uh, indie um, recording interviews with bands okay. around the world. We have Jester Society on the line. So I just wanted to do that little intro. So thank you for joining the show. Thank you to me to host us. So you're from, uh, is it called Brescia, Italy? We are Italian. We are from Brescia, Italy. Yes. So your band uh, is described as an indie pop alternative synth electro punk band. Is that the best description? Yeah, we are uh, random stuff uh, around electro indie. Yeah, that's something cool. Like synth pop, mm-hmm. something like if you want to consider rock, something like gorillas or something like that. Yeah, you're alternative in that way, but you also you, you introduced like to electronic music that's kind of getting big again. You know, I'm an electronic musician myself. Um, but let me go through the questions. I don't know if I sent you the questions, so I, we can kind of go through that to keep some structure. Yeah. So, when did you first get into music? Like, what age? Oh, um, no matter me as Marco, I'm the best uh, and uh, singer, the lead singer. Yeah. I started when I was uh, 15 with my first band. Uh, we we were doing uh, something like punk rock, and uh, then I changed uh, into more electronic music, and then I started this band uh, just because you know electronic music uh, start to. I like to start uh, electronic music, and uh, that's why I start this band now. Mm-hmm. So what what electronic music band? got you into electronic music from punk like um uh 21 pilots uh, uh, maybe the best one okay but also the muse okay and uh also swimmers the new swimmers so when and you were, uh, yeah when you were into punk music what punk bands did you um were you inspired by ah uh, when i was in punk music uh green day blink 182 um, bands like that, pop punk music, pop punk bands. Yeah. So have you tried to kind of integrate some of the punk aesthetic into your electronic or you've left it all behind? No, no, we we made a lot of punk aesthetic in um, the music we are making now. And that's the particularity of uh, the band. It's a mix uh, between uh, the punk and the electronic music. So let me get into a little more depth. So um, in terms of um, instruments, what instruments do you play? Uh, I'm the bass. I play bass. Okay. And uh, also plays a Korg, uh, Volca bass. Okay. Um, uh, uh, MA, M audio keyboard. Okay. And then an iPad with a garage band uh, scenes. Mm-hmm. So you do a lot of recording with GarageBand, you use the, the audio? Yeah, yeah audio. we use it uh, for, uh, for pre-production, and then also in uh, live sets, uh, we use uh, the iPad. Of course, I use iPad. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are using that. I mean, you've got a lot of people that use Pro Tools or they use, you know, FL Studio, but there, I've talked to a bunch of artists that have actually been able to use the iPad and GarageBand and some of the soft sense on the Yeah, there iPad. are a lot, of, a lot of good things in that, yeah. Yeah, so you find that that's very useful. It gives you a different kind of workflow. Yeah. 
Also, there is here the keyboard mend. Uh, Hi. Hi. So, what? What in terms of your keyboards? Let me introduce yourself. Yes, of course. I am. How to say? I'm drama in the band. The one of the mask. Okay, great. So, um, so you play live analog drums or like electronic drums? No, uh, I don't play drums. I play synth. Okay. I play uh, normally piano okay. and stuff like that. So and the other you... mask, Alessandro, the other mask. Oh, okay. Uh, he's uh, the, the drum player. So, okay. Um, so on the keyboards, because I'm a keyboardist, um, what kind of synth keyboards do you play or, or keyboards in general? What what? What, what brands or models? Normally, now I play with a lot of synth, and also I use uh, um, Logic Pro and uh, Ableton. Okay. So, so I you use a lot of synth um, plugins on like um, MIDI. Yes, awesome. MIDI controllers. Yeah, no, normally uh, now. I have a, a Korg. A Korg? A Korg one, yeah, the, the Volk FM, the, the last one I used for, uh, for record uh, the, the, the last song we, we did. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, that's and cool. That's, cool. that's cool. So have you um, thought about using some analog synthesizers or Eurorack in your um, recording? So can you repeat? We can. My question is: um, Would you be interested in using analog synths like Moogs or no, using Euroracks? Now we are not using so much, but we we're going to use it um, in the future. We have to take and uh, and try it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cause I'm a big proponent of um, mixing both, you know, modern digital synths with traditional analog sense like yeah. you know, Arturia's modes, you know, Eurorack modules, because then it gives you a lot of customization in terms of kind of old school sound. Which I yeah, I know that, but uh, we, we have to take that and, and try in the future. Surely we, we're going to try it. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with that. I mean, the things you're using, you can do amazing things with all the tools you're saying. And a lot of bands can stay within those tools and not use the analog at all. But there seems to be a resurgence in the analog with companies like Moog and Profit. And um, even Korg has analog since. So there's a lot of analog sounds that are coming back. And I'm kind of a child of the 70s. So I, I appreciate, I'm old, I mean, I'm somewhat older, I'm in my 50s. So I come from a time when analog sense were the primary sense. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of have a have a sweet spot for those. Um, so you just said like when you record, you don't use like a traditional digital audio like a DAW. You use GarageBand. So you don't use like Pro Tools or. or we no, normally in the um, in the pre-production we use Logic and GarageBand, okay, but then awesome. we go when we go to to the studio to record the singles of the song. And mm -hmm. the producer use uh, Logic, I think. Okay. But those are Ableton Live. Ableton Live, okay. Yeah, so you but do use those, those traditional. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. 
So like, when you, you said, uh, so do you do mostly recording in your own studios or do you go to traditional recording studios? You just mentioned maybe you do go to a traditional recording studio yeah. to master. Yeah, to master it, but also to improve the, the sounds for the song. Mm-hmm. You know, a um, production don't have all the sounds good. Mm-hmm. When you go to the traditional studio, everything sounds good, okay? And then also the master we do. So you're using, like, professional recording engineers or just yeah. a producer? No, no, we use a producer and a professional recording engineer. That's cool. With uh, the last uh, single, Floating in the Blue, we recorded in uh, London with a Spanish producer and uh, an engineer, and sounds really, really cool. Yeah, I was looking at your your single, Nico in the Niners. Uh, the other one, yeah, it is a cover. That is um, a cover of 21 Pilots song, mm-hmm. uh, but that it was recorded by with Logic by ourselves. It was a, a try. To know what could be our our sound. Okay, so that one you did yourselves. Yeah, that one, yeah. But the other one, floating in the blue, we have done in a traditional studio. So, are you working on a full album? No, yeah, we are working on it. Uh, but before uh, we've got another another single ready, uh, is uh, called Hail Drama. And uh, later we're going to release an album, a four fourteen track album. Uh, but and then we are we're starting a tour here in Italy, and uh, later in Europe. Yeah. Oh, so you're gonna you're gonna do a tour uh, throughout Europe? Yeah, maybe in uh, I think this summer uh, around Europe, UK, Germany, France, uh, um, also Russia. Maybe we are we are we are organizing it. So are you gonna be on the festival circuit or more on the club circuit? But we, we prefer clubs because it's smaller and uh, we are we are get we are in touch with people. You know, is uh, is better for us. So you like dealing with like what three four hundred size crowd rather than the big festival crowds? Yeah, because you is it because you feel that you can get in, the audience is more intimate and you can get a reaction better. Yeah, that's why. Because yeah. uh, yeah. So, like, when you do, you have to like have like for your rigs that you bring on stage. Do you have to have roadies, or you're able to set everything up yourself? No, we we take uh, everything by ourselves. We got a uh, a mini bus, and uh, we we do everything with it. We go around with it. Of course. So do you do you um when you do a show? How much time does a, like a, a venue give you to set up? Your, your equipment but normally normally half an hour half hour yeah, yeah. So you're, you're a traditional band that actually has to do a sound check now yeah like, like some of these bands today that are really more like djs and hip-hop guys they'll just bring a laptop and they can be immediately set up you still have to kind of go through the setup of your drums and yeah we have to set up everything also the keyboards uh, yeah. the bass the guitar and yeah, I, I, I'm the same way. I have road cases. I'm a, I'm a one-man band, but I have to set myself up. I'll bring a guy to help me. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, some clubs in the U.S. are not used to seeing people um, run things like that. They typically would think that I'm a DJ and think that I don't need a half hour. 
but I need a half hour just like you guys. <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah, surely. <laughs> you know, because like I, I'm bringing a whole rig, you know, with road cases, and that's. Yeah, not, I've, like, yeah. I've seen your stuff over there. A lot yeah. of stuff. So. Yeah, it's it. it people don't seem to. Just because you're an electronic artist doesn't mean you're just using a laptop um, or an iPad. You know, yeah. if you actually have synths or keyboards or drummers or guitar players and bass players. Um, so you actually are a little bit more, you know, like a traditional rock and roll band, which a lot, yeah. of, a lot of clubs, you know, would give you enough time to do that. But there's some kind of, you know, this kind of music has changed. So have you kind of run into you know, playing where they're DJs and having, you know, issues with, you know, the, the clubs not realizing that, you know, you're not like that and it takes you guys a little longer to set up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's always been a rub for me. But, um, yeah, so so you've been, have you done shows um, um, as the Justice Society this year? Have you done a lot of shows or you just yeah. ran, ramping up? Here we did uh, three shows with uh, the new, with the new, with the new setup of the band. Yeah. But uh, we are we are looking forward to do more shows. Yeah, that's cool. So, have you thought about collaborating with other bands, or are you just focusing? On, yeah, yeah, we did um, on your own stuff. No, we did with uh, the last single with uh, the American MC uh, Isaac B. Yeah. And uh, the. Orbalist? Yeah. Yeah, with the Orbalist, uh, the producer. Uh, he's a uh, London based. Mm-hmm. So, are you thinking that you're going to do more of that, or does your album have more like um, features or guests on it? No, we are going to do more, surely, because um, we're going to to do more stuff with other people to improve also our genre because uh, it's a mix our genre. So yeah. it's better if we do with uh, other people from other genres. So that's why. Yeah, because that would be really cool if you were able to, because you have those punk um, aesthetics that if you actually had like a punk band like collaborate with you or have like an EDM, you know, DJ or EDM, you know, artists collaborate with you guys that would like, fit within what you're doing because you have the multi, you know, multi-genre band, you know, so you've, you're in a lot of different areas. And so I think that's cool. I think even like jazz. Yeah, that's, what, that's what we are pointing to. Yeah. yeah, I think even jazz would be cool. You know, I think jazz and hip hop uh, would, would really integrate. Yes, we didn't think about it, but uh, it could be a cool idea. Yeah, I think that would be really awesome. But I think, like in music today, the thing that I'm kind of gravitating toward is when I see bands that mix genres. I, I'm very interested in that. I like bands that do that because I think it helps push music forward when people have multiple references. And um, I've always been very interested in bands that do that. Uh, so I think you're you're you got the right formula. You got the right like like bones to what you're doing. I think that that will make you like be more resilient and more, you know, current. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Me. So, um, yeah. So what are your thoughts on the way the music industry works? Like, like streaming and, um, you know, vinyl and, and just the way radio is today. How do you feel is the, what's the best way to reach your audience? Well, well, um, 
about uh, streaming services, uh, there are good points and bad points. You know, good points are uh, that uh, you can reach every you can reach everyone around the world, and that's why also we have uh, an audience uh, abroad from Italy. We have a big audience in the states and in UK, and uh, but there is a bad point that is um, that uh, there are not so much money for bands, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah I think the days of when you like, you know, a ninety-nine cent download on iTunes, you would get a lot of that money. Um, you know, it depends on how you put it out. If you yes. self put it out, you'll get a lot of that. Uh, with streaming, you get like less than pennies. You know, it takes a lot of streams. You know, you have to be a major to really yeah. make money on streaming. It's more like radio. Um, it's good, and I think it for. I think bands today seem, it's my opinion, bands make money from their shows, from their yeah, sure. from their sure. merch. You know, that's what you make your money on. Um, and, and, and the streaming is more like the radio promotion to let people know you're there. And then you use that and you have to kind of know you're not really going to get a lot out of it until you really break through. But have you thought, like, have you thought about releasing things on vinyl and physical CDs and do you make money from your merch? Yeah, but nowadays, not a lot of people... Uh buys the cds or vinyl we, we like to we want to do that we really want to do a physical cd with our album but uh yeah, we know that people uh, normally don't buy it but uh prefer stream on uh, spotify or itunes music well, so. well, yeah in the u.s what i found is if, if you physically bring cds to a show like in new york city or you bring vinyl to a show and you have a person selling it at the show you will sell yeah sure but uh, in your city is uh, is different uh, from italy in italy it's not like that so much oh so europe you, you guys are like in america there's like a resurgence in vinyl so oh, yeah. there's a lot of kids like if you do a show in new york and you have a vinyl and you have even a, a 45 or you have a 78 or you know or even a 33 um if you have your album in that form, people will buy it, you know, and they'll spend twenty dollars, twenty five, thirty dollars. Um, but maybe in Europe that's not the case. But around here they're they really seem to be into it. Okay, we didn't know about that. So yeah. if we come to New York we want to, to make also vinyls, yeah. Yeah, I mean if you bring like a hundred copies or hundred and fifty copies, I mean you find a way to, to make it you know that many and be profitable. Um, oh. then then like it, the, the the key to vinyl is you do it in low micro batches you find companies that will produce it at a reasonable price and, and if you have such a small volume you kind of wait for the demand to go back up and then you run another 150 i mean it's it's not like you're going to make tons of money but it gives your fans like collector's items and it gives you something to bring to a show um and if you're doing small clubs and stuff it's it's kind of cool. So you have something that you can give your fans and eventually, you know, it will drive, you know, you to maybe make a CD once you make enough profit doing that. Um, Cause you can't, the, the vinyl in the U S is very profitable. So a lot of bands are, are, are switching to that format. Yeah, but I've, we've seen also in UK, but in Italy at the time is not so popular. That's a, that's a problem, you know, but uh, 
Yeah, I guess you guys have really bought into the to the electronic streaming more. And maybe the, the, the in America there's like a romanticism, romanticism about vinyl. And so vinyl has record stores have tons of vinyl now. Record stores have come back in the US with vinyl. That's, that's amazing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love to to play music on vinyl, so So I think it's great because I grew up, you know, I'm fifty. I grew up listening and to you know Led Zeppelin and you know Rush and Yes and Jimi Hendrix on vinyl. That's what I I, I would and I, I remember that vinyl. One thing about vinyl that I remember was it made you listen to a, a band's entire album because you had to sit down and once you turned it on, you weren't going to skip. So I think what's cool about vinyl for 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 an artist and their fans is if you do an album and it has a theme people who listen to your music on vinyl actually listen to it all the way unlike on streaming where they'll kind of pick and choose so i think it's a it's a really good form if you're a band that wants to do albums you know because yeah. then you're able to get your audience to really understand what you're trying to do with a project um so it's a cool thing to think about but you know it's maybe not so big where you guys are yeah, yeah it's uh It's a good idea. We we've got to do that. Uh, also for for American, uh, when we we go to um, to US, mm -hmm. we got to, to do some vinyls. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe in Asia they might be into it too. It depends. I think in, in Japan they would probably dig it. Um, but um, yeah. So, is there anything else you want to tell your fans about in terms of um, what you're doing on on your project? So you got your new album coming out. Um, you got a tour. You're, do, you're just going to be playing mostly Europe. Are you thinking of ever coming to the States? Yeah, maybe one day we will come to the States. But now we just started uh, the, the project with uh, the new lineup. So we have to test uh, how it's live. And uh, we have to try it before, to, before, uh, before starting uh, a war tour, you know, or come to the States. But uh, we really want to say thanks to, to all the guys that's uh, listening to us uh, from the States because, you know, for, for us that, that we come from a little, really, really little uh, town in Italy, uh, being listened to people from the States, but really a lot of people from the States, uh, it, that it's amazing. It's yeah, well, and, uh, Instagram is really great for musicians. I've been using Instagram. Yeah, yeah, we are using it. It's um, that's one of the the ways we reach the fans. Yeah, and, uh, that's what I was gonna say because a lot of I've been able to talk to a lot of bands from other countries. You know, I talked to the Muted from uh, London and some other bands from Canada. Yeah, um, people in Berlin, um, in Sweden, and Netherlands, and it's because on Instagram it seems to be a community of musicians. You know, there's a lot of models and actresses and stuff, but there are a lot of musicians on, on Instagram. And most of my guests come from me, you know, looking at all the indie musicians on Instagram <laughs> and, you know, reaching out to them and seeing if they want to, you know, have an interest. And it's been a good bridge because I think as musicians and, you know, producers, it's always good to hear what other people are doing around the world. And, you know, a lot American music, our, our delivery systems, our radio is not that great. It, it's kind of boring. Um, and so we found that social media 
you know, the SoundClouds of the world, the fan burst, you know, Instagram, YouTube. This is where all the new music is happening and where different, you know, bands from around the world, like your band, are, are you can find them where you might not find you on the radio, but we can find you there. Uh, and I think that's really the future of music is really people like yourselves, you know, having, having the guts to say they want to do what they want to do. They want they have an idea, they have a feel for what they want to create. And then you go out and do it. And then the audience, you know, finds it. Um, and I think that's great. That's the one good thing about, I think, social media and streaming is it allows people to find bands from all over the world. And I, I appreciate that you guys are doing what you're doing. And um, you Thanks. Know, I, I want to support you guys. So, like, in the future, when your album comes out, if you want to come on the show yes. and uh, talk about it again. Surely, mate. In detail, we'll we'll love to have you come on. Uh, that would be great. Really, really, thanks. Thanks so much. So, thanks for everything. Here in Italy, at the moment, is uh, 2 a.m. So, we stayed up uh, for okay. this. So, we're, yeah, we're going to publish your um, this podcast tonight. Within the next half hour, it's going to go out to Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Stitcher, uh, um, Google. It's, it goes out to 10 different platforms. Cool. I'll give you about five of them. Um, I'll just send you as they get published. But tonight you will be on Spotify. You will be on Apple. Um, and so, yeah, this is something we do for free. We do have sponsors. So don't be um, offended. We do have some corporate sponsors that will be like on your segment, but not like in the middle of your conversation. But, you know, that's how we are able to do this. Um, but yeah, this, this is what we like to do. We like to give bands a chance to talk about what they're doing. And I'm glad you guys stayed up, uh, so get, get some rest and I'll send the links through your Instagram as they get available and, you know, keep on doing what you're doing. We will talk to you when you guys are ready again. Um, and thank you for coming on. Thank you to you, mate. Really. Thanks so much. And, uh, see, uh, see you one day. So, okay, yeah, I'm planning on coming to Europe at some point. Sure. You know, hopefully next year I'll be uh, touring, so maybe we'll run into each other. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.